Welcome to the Joyride Podcast. John is my name. And Ian is my name. And we're approaching Christmas. Lockdown is over, kind of. Well, almost. <laughs> it's not in here. Way. Not no, here, it's not. Well, I'm in tier three, so it's not here either. Mm. Um, but are you full of the festive spirit, Ian? No. Oh, oh. Oh, that's no. quite a harsh no. Well, there's reasons for that. We are, my family and I are in the midst of another isolation drama. Oh, no. um, didn't really talk about this we've, I don't think we've talked about this in the podcast but my oldest child had to isolate for two weeks because one of his best friends had COVID Yes. and having been back at school for just five days his other one of his other close friends tested positive for COVID so he's now having to isolate for another two weeks so oh. yeah <laughs> yes it's a bit rubbish he <laughs> <laughs> so- didn't have anything to say there you're just like oh so he he is missing some of his prelims because he is in fifth year doing his higher exams so he has his higher english exam on wednesday and his higher maths exam soon thereafter um so what the school are doing because apparently there's about 40 kids now isolating in fifth year (laughs) now instead of now if, if i was in charge i would probably just say do you know what the maths and english prelims everybody does them there's about 40 kids missing this I think we'll move the prelims till February or the end of January. Even yes. just move the, the ones that the, the kids are all going to miss. No, what they're going to do is they're going to email them the prelim to do at home and they are not to cheat. So <laughs> that's it. Well, at least they've been told they're not to cheat. I mean, that's it, exactly. They've been told not to cheat. Wow. I mean, they've also been told that these prelims won't really count for anything because they've been doing them at home. So it seems almost like an empty gesture to have them do them at all. So, um, yeah. So so it's, it, it's, it's my understanding at this point in time that in Scotland, higher mm-hmm. exams are still going to take well, place. Well, yeah, at the moment, that's the way it is. But our Education Secretary, John Swinney, who's the Deputy First Minister here, has repeatedly said he will make his final decision by the end of February. Now, right. he was taking the news conference information thing on Friday, and he was asked about this a couple of times about the exams. And what he said was, I, I need to be sure that there is an equitable situation for our kids. Because uh, he said there are children in fifth year who have had to isolate more than once. Yeah. And there are some schools where there hasn't been any isolation. So... um he said, we need to see if it's going to be an equitable situation. I mean, I can see already from my son, who's now going to have four weeks off school in his higher year, there's, yeah. it's not, there is no equitable situation there. And I think I've spoken to you about this as well, that the, the problem that we see is that some of the teachers are providing online lessons during school time, um, yeah. but other teachers are refusing to because they say it's... <laughs> It's an invasion of their rights and an invasion of their privacy. So even just by isolating, you're creating inequality amongst the kids yeah. that are isolating. So I don't know. And that's that's the thing that concerns me is the fact that the prelim exam is very likely going to be their main exam. Because I don't think... I mean, I, I see in England last week they announced that they're going to give kids a kind of heads up on what the topics are going to be. Yes. And they're going to be very, very generous with the marking. 
they might do that up here as well, but I just think in no way can you say that it's there's an equitable situation when no. I know I mean obviously I've got one of my children, but I know other folk as well who are now going into a second period of isolation. And I mean he's literally missed four out of in a row as well. It's like four out of five weeks in a row he has missed of his higher education. And you know, as well as I do, having been a teacher, this kind of time, prelim time, it's pretty busy. Mm. They've already yes. missed they've already lost June. So, you know, they didn't start school until August, so they lost a month there. He's now losing a second month, not through any fault of his own, just because he yeah. happens to sit next to people who, who've tested positive for COVID. He's not got COVID. He hasn't shown any sign of symptoms. But, um, yeah, so he's having to take a month off school. And it could happen again. It could, it could happen yeah. in January. When he goes back in January, of one of his other friends could test positive and he gets another two weeks off. So, wow. yeah. So, no, not feeling particularly... So, the, the situation we have is that our living room, as it did for for the two weeks he was first isolating, we now look as if we're living in a squat because oh, no. our oldest has to stay in the bedroom by himself. And we, our kids all share a room. So we've mm. now had to take all the bedding, all the mattresses out of the bedroom again and put them in the living room. So wow. um, not a lot of room for Christmas decorations and Christmas joy. <laughs> no, there really isn't. No and wonder. I'm not, I'm not able to watch the telly. You know, no, I can I... But it's very limiting what I can actually watch. You know, if I want yeah. to watch something a bit racy, yes. um, not that I'm particularly interested in watching anything racy, <laughs> but if I wanted to watch, say, and the I haven't watched it yet, if I wanted to watch that or Tipping the Velvet, then <laughs> I can't. Um, well, it's annoying because, see, this week I was planning on doing a full binge of The Undoing. Um, oh, yes, excellent. Because a excellent. couple of people, you included, have recommended it to me. But no, I can't. It's no. all recorded on my Skybox on the telly, but I can't watch it. I mean, I could, because I've got the Sky Go app and I could watch it on my phone, but, but I kind of resent, no, I resent having to do that, like watching something like that on my phone screen. It's rubbish. Yeah, it is rubbish. So yeah, so uh, I'm not feeling overly festive. What about yourself? Uh, well, it's funny you should ask, Ian. Um, I went up to, um, I, I took Friday off um, just because... Well, basically, I'm in one of those, I'm sure many people across the country are in the same position that I am, which is basically, I have uh, my leave year ends at the end of February. Right. For some reason, it's not calendar years, it's end of February. Uh, And uh, I still have, I think I've got 18 days of leave left to take. Or something like that. Some at one point, I, a, a couple of weeks ago, I could have taken all of February off. Wow! Technically, because I had so much leave. Because obviously, why take leave? There's no real point. What can you do? Exactly. Um, and and even in the summertime, when in retrospect, when when um, restrictions were vastly eased, I didn't take any because there was still that kind of little bit of hope that maybe by September, October, mm. we might be able to go abroad. Maybe we could, you know, or go go away somewhere. Or I would be coming to Scotland. I, I always had it in my mind. I would be spending at least a week in Scotland in October. Yeah. Um, but obviously all those hopes were dashed. So I was off on Friday and um, I was sat reading the paper on Friday morning. Um, and I looked out the window and I saw that it was snowing. Ooh. And um, by the time, that was about t- half 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And by one o'clock when I was going to go to to Oldham to do my Christmas shopping, it was a blanket of snow. Wow. Very festive. Quite lovely. Yeah. yeah so, I, so it's about a 20-minute walk uh, from my 
um, flat up to the town centre. So I walked up in the snow, um, completely covered in snow myself, um, and it was very festive. You know, um, I mean, some of the festivities were marred slightly when you kind of went into Debenhams as closing down sale and um, <laughs> all, you, you walked past all the other shops that were shut. Mm. But um, it was quite nice. You know, that that was quite nice, the whole snow. And, and I mean, it's it's less than now. I mean, you know, the snow is all gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling slightly less festive, it has to be said. But uh, there was a moment there. Um, of course, I did hear the song Last Christmas um, at the beginning of the week. And I don't think there's any more evocative Christmas song than Last Christmas in that it immediately places me back in 1984. Yeah. Um, where you kind of, that's when, you know, and when you went to that 1984, I would have been seven. Um, and that's when you're, that's when Christmas means something. Yes. When you're seven. Yeah. You know. Um, and, and everything kind of flows from that and that your Christmas memories are very much wrapped up in that. It's dark and you're mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's warm though, and Box of the Lights was on television and oh. you know, uh, you know, all those different things that make you feel Christmassy. So that was nice. Yeah, it's but, funny yeah. it's funny the things you're so I mean, we don't have that now as adults. I mean I I, I mean having children, I suppose, there's a little bit of that, but all the things, you know, like having to prepare for your Christmas service at school or mm. when your PE becomes Scottish dancing for about two and a half months. You know, Which Christmas is only is in Scotland. I know, it's a weird like, thing. I know, it's a Scottish in, in thing. In England, people are so confused by that yeah. when you say, yeah, in December, yeah, you stop doing football. You start doing the gay cordons. Yeah. <laughs> you start doing the gay cordons <laughs> and the Canadian bar dance. It's a real, I know, it's weird. <laughs> It's such an unusual, weird mm. concept. I mean, I wonder sometimes, you know, Canada's a bit weird and Scottish-centric. Yeah, they probably do that too. They probably do it as well, but like... But, it's, it, but you... it is, but do you know what? It's kind of nice because it's a some, mm. it's a shared thing that all... I mean, I don't... Actually, well, they do still do it. I don't think they do it quite as much. No. I don't think it's such a big thing. I mean, for us it was. It was literally like November, right? We're doing dancing now for the next two months, basically. And it just um, felt um, like it was. It was this all-encompassing thing. You were either in the you were either in the gym hall practicing the song that your class was doing for the church thing, or you were yeah. in the gym hall doing the Gay Gordons or the Grand Old Duke of York again and again. Strip the willow. Yeah. So by the time then, so by the time you got yeah. to the night of your Christmas party, you were like, "Oh God, I'm so fed up with this. I hate this so much." But I mean, but the, the, so the thing, it must be probably the only country in the world as well is at the Christmas disco. I mean, my, I don't. They don't do it anymore. Certainly, when I was a teacher, they didn't do it. But when when I was at secondary school, certainly first year, second yeah, yeah, year, yeah, third yeah, year, yeah. second school, the disco would stop. Yep. After about an hour, mm-hmm. you'd have three quarters of an hour of Christmas dancing, yeah. <laughs> and then you could go back to to, to listening to Snap, yes. and CNC Music Factory, and the rest of it. But do you think that's because? I mean, why do you think that's just because they don't want kids getting too close to each other? Well, there might be an element of that, I suppose. Um, I think it's also, I mean, in some ways, I think, I think this is where that you said, I think you used the term nice, I think. Um, but it is, in, in the sense of nice as a genuinely warm and happy concept, yeah. is that it's like, we are Scotland, we're slightly different, we have this tradition, mm-hmm. and we're going to maintain this tradition, even though it doesn't really fit. No. You know, and none of you get it, and none of you kind of really want this to happen, apart no. from three 
three kids that are part of the Young Farmers Association <laughs> <laughs> who go to Kaylee's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, you would end up doing it. And, and I mean, I absolutely despised it because of the, mm-hmm. the way that it was formed yes. is that you had to go and ask yes. a girl to dance. Oh, it became, oh, very quickly. I mean, it was always like a popularity competition. It was horrible. You oh, knew horrible. how fancied you were by how, like, who picked you, basically. Yeah. But then there was only one, I don't know if your school was the same, but there was only, like, you, you'd go, like, say, four weeks of PE doing Christmas dancing, and only twice was it ever ladies' choice. Yes. That's how they worked. And, and only twice in all the time you were doing it. So so there was about eight or nine yeah. times, maybe more than that, where you had to go and ask a girl to dance, knowing as you were walking over there that they were trying to avoid your eye. <laughs> no one wanted to look at you. Uh, but I'm sure some girls were looking at me. Mm. And so, because, you know, I didn't smell. I was clean. <laughs> you know, at least there was that. He still had hair. I, <laughs> I still had hair at the time. And I was relatively coordinated. Mm. So I didn't step on anyone's toes. Um, and it was kind of like, but but the the whole dread of it. So you'd be in, you know. I I don't think I ever had PE first thing in the morning when we had that. No, you know, it's always It was after yeah. lunch. It always seemed so you, to be. So you had this nervous build up all through the day doing your sums yeah. and your sentences. You're like, oh god, I'm gonna have to pick a girl at dancing after lunch. I'm so scared. Exactly. Yeah. And then the worst part. I mean, I think I preferred Ladies' Choice because yes. Ladies' Choice meant that you were. Yeah. I mean, I was never first pick. I was probably, if there was 112 boys there, maybe I was 65th pick, which is fine, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Um, but, you know, I, was, I would be picked, but I didn't have to do the choosing. I remember, you know? I remember in primary six, somebody asked me, <laughs> one of my tutoring kids asked me the other day why I remember stuff. And I don't know. I have very, very vivid memories of mm. loads of my childhood. I was talking to this boy who's an S4 and I was telling him about something that happened to me when I was in S2 or S3. He was like, how do you remember that? I don't even remember what happened to me two weeks ago. I was like, I honestly don't know. But I remember an afternoon in primary six where the Kumba, you know, the big cassette machine. It ate up the cassette of the Scottish dance music and we couldn't do oh. dancing. So we got to play dodgeball instead. I remember oh. the, just the absolute unbridled joy of like, you'd built up oh. in your stomach all day. You're going to have to do this dancing. Who am I going to pick? Am I going to pick her? Am I going to pick her? And then the tape got eaten up by the Kumba and we got to play dodgeball instead. And it was oh, just honestly, nice. I think... Quite possibly my greatest Christmas memory was that one time <laughs> I didn't have to dance. Oh, but it's funny, like, what, I had, I mean, I look back at it now, but as a child, there were certain rituals that I, like, there were certain films that I watched mm. again and again throughout one Christmas period. I would watch the same film. I mean, there were, there were like, a couple of films. One, I mean, it's weird now that I think about it, but my favourite Christmas film as a child was... Scrooge with Albert Finney as Scrooge, right? Oh, right. You're probably going to tell me you've never even seen. It's not, no, it's not I've even. Not seen. It's not even like that popular a film. But the Albert Finney Scrooge was my. As soon as December kicked in, that VHS cassette spent most of the month in the, the right. VHS machine in our living room in Largs, wow. and I would watch it again and again and again. And I, I try and make my family watch it. And you can imagine, because it was made in the 70s. Yeah. And it's set, you know, in Victorian times. So, and it's not got Muppets in it. So it's not... I was going to say... It's not, it's not that appealing to them. They like the Muppets, no. they like a Muppets Christmas Carol. Of course they do. Which is probably, now I realise, is the greatest Christmas film of all time. 
Um, it's the greatest Dickens adaptation of all time. It is. It's the greatest Christmas film and Dickens adaptation. Of all time. Well, apart, I don't know. David Copperfield. Mm, oh, that's true. Actually, that is. Because um, people always say, "Oh, Die Hard is the greatest Christmas film," or "It's a Wonderful Life." You're like, no, it's not. Muppets Christmas Carol is the best Christmas film. A hundred percent. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. So, like, yeah, I used uh, to watch the Albert Finney um, Scrooge film, mm. and it it was a weird film. You've so you've never seen it. I don't think so. It's not registered. It's not. It, it's not stuck in my memory. It's, it's anyway. a weird, massive part of my childhood. In that, it was the film that I watched ad nauseum at Christmas, but it also had the the. It had my biggest childhood phobia was in that film. Like the thing that oh. triggered me most as a child, the Jacob Marley in that film, oh, petrified me. Like wow, proper petrified me. It's and you know what? I still watch it. And it gives me goosebumps and shivers when he first, when the door opens and you see Jacob Marley there with his bandages around his head and the worm coming out the back of his head. Um, it used to wow. freak me out. Um, so much so that my parents used to, they knew that I was frightened of this particular Jacob Marley. So uh-huh. when I grew up as a kid, my mum used to tell me that like when she didn't want me to go upstairs, like we lived in quite a, a tall house, we had three stories. I'm, mm. I'm sure I've told you this story before. Like I don't think you have. Yeah, I? my mum used to tell me that like if she didn't want me to go up to the top floor, she told me for like for quite some time that they had employed Jacob Marley as a kind of <laughs> part-time security guard <laughs> to patrol the top story of the house. Do you know it's funny when you started telling that part of the story? I was like. You know, when you started with, my mum and dad knew that I didn't like this. So every time it began to happen on the screen, they would fast forward it because they wanted to protect <laughs> oh, no, me. no, no, no. Oh, no, they... My mum told me that they'd employed Jacob Marley to do security work, <laughs> like a kind of part-time, when he, wasn't, when he wasn't doing Christmas hauntings. He was doing security shifts in Aubrey Crescent at Largs. So my mum told me that, like, basically, he patrolled the upstairs of our house when they were out. Like, he he just knew. He just apparated, and he just knew. (laughs) And um, so I was terrified to go upstairs, because it was a big, creaky house. So if I ever went upstairs, if I got to the middle floor, it was like like three floors. So when I got to the middle floor, sometimes I would stand and look up at the bedrooms. My own bedroom being on that floor. I would look up. Wow. And I would hear, like, I would get halfway up the stairs and then, um, no, like, a, a draft would shut a door or there'd be a creak. And I would just go flying back down the stairs, convinced that it was Jacob Marley coming to get me. Wow. My dad also told me that, um, he told me at night, he was, like, apparently Jacob Marley was, he was raking in the money from the works. Um, <laughs> Jacob Marley was also employed to sort of sleep under my bed, um... <laughs> now I would never see him. The only time I would ever feel or see him was if I got out of bed during the night, not to go to the toilet. I mean, to, the toilet was fine, but if I was getting out of bed for any other right. reason, he uh-huh. would know and he would grab me by my ankles and drag me to hell. <laughs> because in the in the in the film with Albert Finney, like Scrooge ends up in hell with Jacob Marley. Right, right. So my dad said that like if he if he if you get out of bed at night to go and fart about in your brother's room or something like that, he'll know and he'll grab you by your ankles and just pull you down to hell. So not oh, quite what wow. you thought my mum and dad would protect me, but no, no they turned it no, to no, their no. advantage. So I was, I would, at night, I would look under my bed expecting to see this terrifying Sorry, dead-eyed face. Jesus. Like my apple city just, what was Jacob? <laughs> Trying to help was you. Jacob yeah. So I used to like, um, I used to look under my bed and expect to see this deadened visage underneath my bed, which never happened, obviously. But do you know, I can't help. But do you know, but do you know the other thing that's weird? 
It's really uh-huh. weird now because you you know me really well, and this is this is the funny yes. thing. Do you know who plays Jacob Marley in that film? No, I don't. Right, <laughs> it's Alec Guinness <laughs> who plays probably my probably my favorite character in Star Wars, <laughs> and who who Whoa. also plays a ghost in two of the Star Wars films. <laughs> of course, so he does. So and he and like watching it now. Like his voice is my name is Jacob Marley. He even speaks in his Obi Wan Kenobi voice. I was like, and I now look back and think, how could I have been scared of that when it is quite blatantly yeah. just Obi Wan Kenobi, but a bit scarier. So yeah, wow. it'd be like it'd be like Ewan McGregor playing a ghost. You'd be like, oh, it's Ewan, nice. It's Ewan. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's uh, this is a fascinating insight into your. Uh, insecurities and demons. Oh, it explains a lot, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> it really I mean, I'm such a tortured soul that my, my favourite character in Star Wars is Obi Wan Kenobi, and yet he yes. was also the the actor that played the original Obi Wan Kenobi was a source of enormous terror and fear for me throughout my childhood. So it explains yeah, so much. Right it explains so much about me. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So wow. I mean, is there? I mean, we're kind of on a we're. I mean, listener, there's a pandemic still going on. It's awful. We yeah. hate it. Nothing's really been fixed. Brexit One deal hasn't been sorted either, so yeah. No. Uh, we're the greatest country in the world, so we've got a vaccine, but uh, it's not been delivered yet. No one's had it. Mm. We, we need to wait until they discover how to release it. Um, so that's the news. Um, but what were the other films that you uh, <laughs> was was? But you said you had basically a, a kind of Christmas routine. Mm. So I presume there was more than just The Christmas Carol. Were there other... It wasn't called the Christmas Carol. It? it was called Scrooge. Get it right. Oh, sorry. My apologies. It's called Scrooge. <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking when you started saying Scrooge, I remember when I must have been about 10 or 11, I think, when the film first came onto VHS. Um, but then I remember I came home once from a Christmas disco, maybe my first year of secondary school, which would have been 1989, uh, maybe nine. Um, and I came home from um, a Christmas disco. Obviously, Christmas discos when you're in first year finished about nine o'clock um, or whatever. And I came home and Scrooge right. was on television. Um, and that became a little bit of a Christmas thing for me every year is that I'd always want to watch Scrooge. Mm. And you could normally find it, even when we only had four channels, you could normally find it every Christmas. Mm. You could find Scrooge there. Yeah. And um, I loved Scrooge because actually I was listening to something on the radio yesterday and um, Put a Little Love in Your Aww. Heart by Al Green and Annie Lennox came on. And I was like, oh, Scrooge. Uh, and apparently Bill Murray hates that film. Yeah. Which is weird because it's amazing. I'm sure I read somewhere that they plan to remake that as well, which is a terrible oh, idea. Well, I'd love to see it again, but yeah, I don't think I'd... Oh, it's would anyone somebody Bill, like Kevin Bill Hart, Murray? I think. Honestly, it's, oh, I'm no. sure it was somebody like Kevin Hart that was saying he's going to play the new Scrooge in Scrooge. Which no. Who was who was the female lead in that? Karen Allen. Do you remember? Karen Allen. Lumpy. Right. Yes, yes, yes. She calls him Lumpy. Yes, she calls him Lumpy. And Bobcat Goldthwait was... plays Bob Cratchit. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, and then because there was that, and then obviously I was thinking because one of the, when you were talking about Christmas memories and such, one of the most and how you remember things is one of the greatest days of my life, which kind of explains quite a bit about my pastimes and what I, I like to do is. Um, in 1985, it was December 1985, I couldn't tell you the day, but I do remember in the December 1985, it was a Friday night, I'd stayed at my friend David Thompson's house, 
Um, I always love it when you give. I always love it when you give a surname for your friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was you're gonna, you never just say my friend David. So my friend David Thompson. <laughs> my friend David Thompson, um, who lived out in the countryside, so he had a great place to live. And it was it would been snowing, and we'd um, and he had one of those security lights that would come on. Oh, nice. Um, and we were playing in the snow, football in the snow, um, in his back garden until long after dark. Um, and then we kind of came back in and we played the ZX Spectrum and we stayed up a bit late. And we played, you know, you know when you used to play um, Star Wars and you pretend yeah. to be characters. Well, we would play Monkey. Right. Remember the TV show What's Monkey? <laughs> um, so we were playing that and then we went to bed. We got up the next morning and um, his mum took us to see Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore. <laughs> did it, did you laugh when you went with him? Right, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> I was like, no, no. Was she friends? <laughs> she, was, she was her friend. No, we went so that with Dudley Moore. And then she dropped us off um, at my house where my parents um, fed us something, whatever. And then we went back out again to go and watch Back to the Future oh. at the cinema. Wow. That was my day. Wow, that sounds like, that like an was all the Christmas day. right there. I mean, not quite as good as the time the Kumba ate the music and we didn't have to come <laughs> do country dancing, but that sounds pretty good. Two cinema. Well, I mean, I say that day. I don't actually. I don't think I've seen Santa Claus the movie as an adult. Oh, it's awful! I bet it is. It's awful. Have you seen it in recent times? No, I remember seeing it as a kid and thinking <laughs> this isn't very good. <laughs> but I'm at the cinema. That's what. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know. Oh, well, that's not. I'm gonna uh, say like any film's good at the cinema, but you and I know that's not true. <laughs> no, it's not true. But there was another one. If we're going to go dark for a second, Ooh. is I remember towards the end of the Christmas holidays. Again, it might have even been 1985 into 1986, or it might have been the year before. I'm, I'm not so sure. I was talking about this with one of my friends yesterday. Is that um, we were talking about? He was talking about how he wants to see June, and you know this thing that's going to be streamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah rather than necessarily cinema and i was like oh, I'm first i thought you meant he hoped to be alive by the month of june no, <laughs> i hope to see june. june i do hope i, I get hope a vaccine june. right i understand the film june with a d right carry on yes the film june of june um is going to be streamed and he was and then we kind of got talking about the the, the original um, adaptation which had kyle mclachlan mm. and, and sting in it um and i remember thinking because because it was on at the time and i think there was a comic strip at the back of the star wars comic there would be sometimes dune stuff or june stuff and i was never interested in it and i didn't like it because it reminded me of krull (laughs) just looking at it and and i went to see krull in a christmas holiday again with david thompson and my uh my sister um and we went to go and see krull and it terrified the life out of me I had nightmares, but my, my sister and my and my friend loved it. Right. They, I think I've told you this before. They loved it. They wanted to play it. Like my, David with David Thompson would come around to my house every Tuesday night, and Jenny and David would always like, "Let's play crawl, let's play crawl." And I would say, "All right, I'm going to be one of the soldiers that gets killed off in the first scene." Nice. <laughs> and they would kill me <laughs> off in the first scene, and I'd spend the rest of the evening playing the the ZX Spectrum because I'm just like, I am not playing. Anything to do with that film scares the life out of me. I can just imagine you'd be like, no, 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 let's play the Hudsucker proxy. (laughs) Please. We can all hula hoop. Everything but crawl. It must be be like the season of seeing bad films because I remember in, I don't know what year it would have been, but I remember my mum and dad taking all of us up to see Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, at Christmas time. Oh, wow. Which 
was uh, for different reasons a terrible, terrible film to see at the cinema. Because <laughs> in the big screen, you could see this, you know. And then the first oh, film, so you'll believe yeah, yeah. a man can fly. You won't. <laughs> you won't with the fourth one. <laughs> that was the tagline. You won't. Uh, you could see because you could, there's a bit where he flies down to the Great Wall of China, and it, the, the Great Wall of China is moving because it's clearly made of plastic. And you can also see Christopher Reeves' strings as he flies down. Oh my goodness! So, yeah. So no, that's, oh, that, that's it's, it's interesting that um, we do have these film. I mean, you and I, because films are such a big part of our childhood that you yes. associate. I mean, there are certain films. I, like, I mean, I do. I've I'll be honest. I've already watched Scrooge this year. I've already watched it two days ago. Because um, wow. I was in Prime, um, mm. so I was able to do that. Um, and very excitingly for me, one of my favourite TV specials from the BBC is on BritBox just now. now I'm going to tell you about it and see if you can remember what it is. Well, if, I, if I tell Go you on. the cast, if I tell you the two main characters of the cast, you'll probably remember it: Alan Cumming and Lenny Henry. Oh, the genie! It's, it's, it's something in Bernard the genie. And the genie. Isn't it? Bernard and the genie. Bernard and the genie. Bernard Atkinson plays his boss. Yes. That's right. That is on, That's it's just appeared show. on Brickbox. Um, it's still really funny. Oh, I love that I, program. It's one of these things that it was like it was a one-off special on the BBC, and it's never been available. I bought a very illegal DVD of it about ten years ago, and it cost me sixty pounds. It was somebody who'd obviously just burnt it oh, wow. from VHS. It's not in HD on Brickbox, but you, it's perfectly. It's more watchable than the DVD version that I've got. So. Uh, I started watch. Wow. I watched the first half of it last night, and I love it. I, it takes me back to being probably about fourteen when it came out, and it's yeah. got. It's funny. It's got people like Gary Lineker in it, but you know Gary Lineker still when he was playing for Spurs. You know he's still a footballer. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. it's, that's worth a watch, definitely. Definitely, that's the because that's the kind of thing, isn't it? There'll be some that you know. You could probably jog my memory if you started describing these these older things like Box of Delights. Yeah, that well, that's on Brett Box as well, well just now. And it's I like the thing about Box of Delights is I can't really remember anything about it whatsoever. They go into they, I just they know go it into paintings. It used to be on at ten past five on a, on, a, on BBC One. At the end There's like the a guy dressed where... as a, a mouse or a rat who eats rotten cheese, Aye. and Patrick Troughton has, like takes the boy into paintings and stuff like that. I've been watching wow. it. It's on Brett Box. <laughs> and again, yeah, that's the thing I remember from Christmas. But it's funny, it, it's a very, it's something that you probably don't get so much now, but that, the whole kind of Christmas special, um, yeah, you know, like all the sitcoms, that, like One Foot in the Grave, or um, obviously um, Only Fools and Horses, classic Christmas specials. Oh, of course, like, yeah, everybody in the world watched them. And now, they? I mean, I know there was a Gavin uh, and Stacey one last year, but I don't think it's quite the same. No, it's because it's not a tradition. No. I think basically what happens now is it's it's like, you know, you get your Gavin and Stacey's. I know the Vicar of Dibley is on tomorrow mm. night in a sort of series of shorts. Um, is that idea that you bring back a show. Yeah. Um, and, whereas the Christmas special, you know, the thing about it was with, with Only Fools and Horses, for example, is it had its yeah. run. And they just progressed the story in a series of Christmas yeah. specials over the next half a decade, basically, didn't they? And it was something special. I, I, I actually saw... The Christmas schedule uh, for BBC One, um, and literally, um, you get to New Year's Day, and there's a new Jenna Coleman um, drama, but that's it. Oh. That's all I've seen in terms of that kind of premiere prestige. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think on. It's not uh, a new Doctor Who. New... 
I think that must be New Year's Day as well, maybe. Uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is on at some point. So that's a bonus. But let's be honest, we've had Mm. almost 30 years of being able to see Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah. I think I try to describe to my children, and again, it's another one of those they look at you with absolute disgust. And my my children look at me like that a lot anyway, because I'm old. But when you talk to them of the joy of getting the Christmas TV times and radio times oh, and yes. like circling all the stuff you were going to watch, like like my kids can't understand that because they, because we like we've talked about this so many times. There's not really event telly doesn't happen. You know, the Vicar of Dibley no. is going to be on, but most people will probably just watch it on iPlayer when they've got time, or they'll Sky Plus it and watch it. I mean, that undoing that we we're talking about, I've got them saved up on my Skybox. I haven't watched a single one of them live. Um, no, no, neither have I. Well, I don't have, I don't have Sky. There's a new TV, but, uh, Ridley Scott yeah. show called Raised by Wolves, which yes. went out on Sky Atlantic at two in the morning, two nights ago. The whole thing, and you can now just watch it all on Now TV and Sky. <laughs> that wow. that should have been like Game of Thrones, but no, it's already there. You can just watch it all. Yeah, it's 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 sad. I mean, there's a there's a BBC One drama called in oh sorry bbc2 drama called industry right, right, right. which is about the banking yeah. industry a series you know young people lena Den- lena durham um lena, lena durham? durham i can't remember how yeah um, she directed the first one um all eight of them were put immediately onto iplayer and i've now watched all eight and um it's yeah. brilliant absolutely fantastic drama but it, it loses that but one of the things is every time i think about it is i have no one to talk to about yeah. in the same way that you used to like even with game of thrones yeah. You know, I would text you or you yeah, would text yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That day, it wasn't necessarily at nine o'clock, between nine and ten o'clock, you know, uh, linear style, but you would it yeah, would be that day you'd absolutely. be watching it. And I and I, I do think we've lost something mm-hmm. in that respect. Definitely. Hugely. But uh, anyway, this has kind of been a bit of a trip down memory lane, but at the same time, just you know, a bit of a break from talking about Brexit and COVID. It's good because I feel like the last couple of weeks we've almost subconsciously moved away from the news because the news has just yeah. been so really <laughs> unrelentingly awful that we've just kind of shied away from it quite nicely. And essentially the same. That's the yes. thing. Is, it's, it's awful, but the same. Yeah. Nothing's changing. Yeah. You feel you like know, Theresa May, I, don't I, you? I, like going, Nothing has changed. Yeah. Nothing has changed. <laughs> it really hasn't. <laughs> It really hasn't, and I think that whilst that's the case, while we have a status quo, we might as well move and talk about other things, especially, you know, things that might jog, jog some memories. Hopefully, you'll be able to sleep tonight, Ian. I'm a bit concerned I'll for be you. All right. uh, I've got an autumn in bed, so Jacob Marley can't get in. <laughs> and, and, and also, you don't have three stories in your house. That's true. You're at the top. You're already I'm already at the, at the top. top. So. You know, yeah, he can't. He can't. And if he's he appeared now, I would just go. If he did appear now, I would just go, "Hello there," <laughs> or I would just shout stuff at him like, "Your new empire!" <laughs> Good job. Yeah. If you're not uh, with me, you're my so... enemy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, times. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you very it. much, um, and we will speak we to you next. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.